Well, hello. How you doing? Well, how you doing? Welcome back to Just Saying Sports. I'm Jake Adnip here with Sean Dwyer. We're back with another week of everything sports. This time we're going to have a little fun with the NHL playoffs and, uh, you know, just give you a quick little little pick them before we get started here for the deep run in the postseason. And well, we're going to break down some of the matchups in the NBA playoffs as well, which just got started this past weekend. We're about one game deep and we have a little taste of how it's going to shake out here so far. So, uh, Sean, how, how, how are you doing tonight? Good. I don't doing pretty well. So, uh, we want to welcome everybody back in who's been listening. And once again, always want to ask if at all possible, you guys can shoot us a subscribe, a like, or, you know, if you really like us, share us with your friends. So we can try to, you know, get a little bit more uh, feedback on new topics and new insights on what we need to do to make this a little bit better for all of you guys. But without further ado, we're just going to hop right in to our first little topic here where the NHL playoffs are just getting started, Sean. Um, you know, I haven't, I got, or I got to be honest, I haven't watched that much hockey this year because uh, just extenuating circumstances, I guess I'd say, with cable and streaming and such. But, you know, I got a little fair idea on who I want to win, so... You know, have you taken a look at the bracket so far? Yeah, I have. I'm looking at it right now. And so, I mean, what what, what are you feeling? What what do you got to say about the NHL playoffs this year? Well, I think the NHL playoffs this year is it's wide open, in my opinion. There's not one team like Pittsburgh has been the past couple of years that's just the, the flat out best team. You know, a lot of those teams are more evened out. I think this year in the NHL. You know, definitely with the introduction of Las Vegas, you know, kind of picking and choosing players from each team that wasn't protected kind of led to them taking that one seed. And right now they're up 3-0 on Los Angeles. Yeah, they uh, they look pretty good. I mean, they've looked good all season. And honestly, I've I've watched a little bit of their hockey, and I just want them to win purely because they are that expansion team. I think it would be pretty cool to see. You know, then pick and choose those, you know, mid-tier players, couple, couple little bit better guys, but you know, be able to work it out and you know, give a city a championship in the first year. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would definitely be a giant story for the NHL and probably give them a little bit more momentum in the t- cities opening up to being into that next expansion team. I know Seattle probably right now has a big foot in the door as being the next team, but. You know, other teams might be interested after seeing Las Vegas being able to compete in year one. And not even that, but think about other teams wanting to move their teams to Las Vegas like the Oakland Raiders did. You know, I think that's really going to show, obviously, that they can compete and succeed in Las Vegas, which will probably be, you know, a pretty interesting point here in the future. But I think, you know, I would like to see them win. But overall, who do you think is going to win the cup this year, Sean? Uh, for me, uh, coming out of the Eastern Conference, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Penguins just because of history. The past two years, they've been the champions. Um, they haven't really lost anybody. They're bringing back a lot of their team from this year. 
they got the two seed in the Metropolitan Division. You know, the, I think they ended up with about the, the three seed overall, four seed overall. But I think that their playoff experience is going to run them to the finals. And out of the West, I think they're going to meet the Winnipeg Jets. You know, I like the Jets a lot. Of They're probably one of the teams that I followed this year through hockey. You know, didn't really have the Red Wings to watch this year as a contending team. So I've been kind of picking and choosing, watching around different games. And Winnipeg is one of the teams that I really like this year. You know, they got the two seed overall in the Western Conference. Uh, they were the two seed in the Central for the West. And I think it's going to be Winnipeg and Pittsburgh in the finals. I think Winnipeg dethrones Pittsburgh this year and takes the cup. You really think the Winnipeg Jets are going to win the cup? Another expansion. I know. Well, that's not really what I'm – well, not, not really. Well, it was a franchise that left and then came back eventually. But it's still – you know, it still hasn't been at the top of the NHL since they went back to Winnipeg in a while. So that'd be a good story for the NHL as well. It would be. I think Patrick Line is a beast. I think he's going to lead Winnipeg through the playoffs and win them the cup this year. But what if it goes Stanley Cup? Oh, so what if it goes the other way and Pittsburgh takes a third? And then I think you start putting them back to where Pittsburgh was when they had uh, Mario Lemieux and. Yarmir Yager when he was younger. I think Pittsburgh becomes one of those best dynasties in hockey history. Yeah, that would probably be a pretty easy conversation to have, especially if you look at the 10-year period, basically from about 2008 until now. Oh, I mean, they've just been – they've been contending in the playoffs. I think every year they've been – they've had a shot to go ahead and win it for at least – They've been in the mix for 10 years now, and I think that deserves credit as being a dynasty, in my opinion. Of course. Now, with that being said, we're just going to take a dive into the NBA playoffs, so we're going to go ahead and get started with that segment here in just a second. We'll see you guys here in just a sec. Welcome back. We're going to dive right in here to the NBA playoffs. You know, Sean and I, had our bracket show for the NCAA tournament a few weeks back. And we're going to kind of follow the same format where Sean's going to feed me these games and I'll give you my take and let you know what I, what I thought of the first game and exactly how I think this is going to play out. So, Sean, why don't we go ahead and get started? All right. First of all, in the Eastern Conference, we're going to give you the one-seed Raptors versus the eight-seed Wizards. All righty. So, Toronto obviously has looked pretty well this season. With them tying up that number one seed in the East, I think it really gave them a bit of confidence. You know, they get that home court advantage the entire playoffs. And, you know, with, with their play so far, I think they actually have a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and beat Cleveland. I know Cleveland has had a chance, but or I will always have a chance with LeBron James is what I meant to say. But, you know, Toronto has looked pretty good this year. Um, I do think they're going to get past Washington fairly, you know, easily. They won that first game, 114 to 106. And, you know, every time I've seen Toronto play this year, they just seem to stay in a game and then all of a sudden they just run away with it. So I think that's going to, you know, play well in the playoffs. They just need to, you know, keep that – group of young guys who are fairly inexperienced in the playoffs and just kind of make a run. 
Yeah, I think Toronto being the best team in the East, I think they're going to get rid of the Wizards probably within four to five games. Could be a sweep. Um, Washington, to me, they're kind of the team that backed into the playoffs. You know, they had that kind of big blow up there at the end of the season with basically locker room and the coach feuding. And it's just, I don't know. Washington, to me, is not a team that should have been in the playoffs. I think Toronto is the best team in the East, I mean. In the East? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they've shown it throughout the season. I mean, their record obviously showed for itself. But I think with the weapons that they have, they have a really, really good shot at, at doing something big this year. So next up, we have the two-seed Celtics and the seven-seed Bucks. Now, this gets really perplexing because now Boston – is basically going to ride on the back of Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart, which without Kyrie, without Gordon Hayward, I know they played the whole season without Gordon Hayward, but, you know, I do not think that Boston has a chance to actually win, uh, you know, win the finals. I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round either. I know they they beat they beat Milwaukee by six points in that first game, but that was that was a crazy game, and I think Giannis will overcome all of this, you know, hype blasting where everybody's saying, "Oh, he's so great," but they just can't win. I think they'll win that first series, and I think they're going to take out Boston because they're down a couple of their stars. Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. You know, I think Milwaukee and the Greek Freak will probably pull this series out. This one's probably going to go six or seven. But I think in the end, Boston not having Kyrie Irving, not having that playmaker at point guard like they've had all season, I think it's going to come back and bite them. I think they, they probably could have been the one seed, in my opinion, but they lost Kyrie, and they've looked a bit more like a normal team. I think Giannis and just the size of Milwaukee is going to eventually win out this series. I would agree. So the next one is the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. Now, I am really actually excited for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I think that they have a good shot to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals fairly easily. Now, Miami isn't, you know, a pushover team. Uh, They played tonight, and they beat them by 10 points. They beat Philadelphia, but Philly won by 27 in game one. And I think that's the Philly that we're going to see the majority of the playoffs. You know, when Ben Simmons, oh, I got to look up his stat line, but I think he had something like 18 points, 14 assists, and like eight rebounds in his first game in the playoffs. And he, honest to God, him jo- and Joel Embiid and those, those young guys in Philly, I think it's going to pan out. I don't think Miami really has much ado. You know, Dwayne Wade's back down there to try and lead them to something. But with Hassan Whiteside, you know, not really getting what he needs to down there. And, you know, there's a couple a couple people chit-chattering about stuff down there. It's just too much for them to overcome. And I think Philadelphia is going to pull this out. Probably in five games. I think Miami won the only game that they're going to win. 
Yeah, to me, Philadelphia is the better team. I think, you know, I think Joel Embiid will probably be back game three, game four. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he's going to make a difference, kind of neutralize Whiteside down low. He has more of an offensive game than Whiteside, too, kind of put some pressure on him. I think Ben Simmons, you know, Miami doesn't have anybody that matches up with Ben Simmons. So I think Philadelphia will probably win this one in five to six games. And the last matchup in the East is the Cavaliers and the Pacers. Now, the Pacers took out Cleveland in that first game, and everybody's all saying, whoa, 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 what's going on? But, you know, just because LeBron lost his first game of the playoffs, you know, with the Cavaliers, doesn't mean that it's doomsday. I do not think that Indian – Indiana, you know, I don't think the Pacers with Vic, just Victor Oladipo basically as their primary scorer and Lance Stevenson once again having to go off. I don't think that's going to be the story of the series. The way that LeBron played throughout the last couple months of the year and the way that LeBron historically plays in the playoffs, it's going to kick in very, very soon. And Indiana really there's there's not going to be a seven game series here if you ask me. Um, I think this game could go seven, get seven games. I think Cleveland does get the win in the series, but I think this game this series could go seven just because Victor Oladipo. Um, the Cavaliers don't have who I mean they're going to throw J.R. Smith out there, Jordan Clarkston. I mean, I don't know if either of those guys match up great with Oladipo. I think his game could carry the Pacers for two or three more wins in this series. But I think in the end, like you said, LeBron knows how to win in the playoffs. He's proven it for years. He's going to win the series and advance to the second round. The Cavaliers aren't going out in the first round. No way. No way. And so I think Pacers, you know, could be a great series. I think they're going to compete more than people are giving them credit for. Right now, I think people are kind of looking at this game as an anomaly. Um, But I think the Pacers, they came to play, and I think that could continue on into the rest of the series. Well, I mean, I I kind of look at it as an anomaly because I can count on, you know, I think one hand, maybe six games this year that the Cavaliers have scored like 85 points or less. I mean, they've lost all of those games. And they've looked miserable in most of them. And that's the thing is it's not going to last forever with them, you know, only scoring 80 points. So if Indiana wants to beat LeBron in the first round, they're really going to have to put on a show. Yeah, and I don't feel they could sustain that show to say for seven games and beat the Cavaliers. Exactly. So that will wrap up our Eastern Conference first round. We're going to take a second and take a little break here, and then we're going to be back with the Western Conference. So we'll see you then. All right, welcome back. We're going to dive right into the Western Conference here, Sean. So why don't you go ahead and go with that first matchup? All right, we got the number one seed Houston Rockets and the eight seed Minnesota Timberwolves, who had to win that last game against Denver to get into the playoffs. 
Now, that last game drama is always a lot of fun, but I don't think that they stand a chance against the Rockets. The playoffs here and just the seeding that was going to happen here in the West. And I really like to think that Houston's going to sweep Minnesota because I do think their skill skill level is just that much higher. James Harden, if he really can keep up the level of play, he is no doubt going to, you know, lead Houston to a pretty good run here. I know they only won by three points in that first game, but we'll see here in the next couple. I think this is going to go five or six games just to let Houston get their feet wet, but I think Houston's going to pull it out. and We'll see exactly how Houston reacts to the playoff pressure because they haven't been able to show up in these situations before, you know, even individually with James Harden and, you know, Chris Paul on separate teams, they really haven't shown up in this situation. No, they haven't. Um, But I think, you know, this is the year that they kind of, I don't know if they can put it all together for a whole playoff run, but at least in this first round matchup, which we're covering today against Minnesota, I think they win this series and win it easily. Um, Minnesota could, they could out physical, Houston if they wanted to. Not going to win you games against a team that shoots the three like Houston does because, you know, they they don't really care about getting out physical down low yeah. when they when they can just jack threes and make them and get themselves back into games if they get down or spread this points out and get themselves a big lead to protect themselves against that. Yeah, and like you said, the thing about Houston is they do shoot those three-pointers and – they're good enough to make 25 or 26 a game. They've shown that multiple times over the last couple of years. And that's, you know, that's a weapon that can really, really, really play a big part in the playoffs. All right. The next series, the two seed Golden State Warriors against the seven San Antonio Spurs. Now, a Kawhi-less San Antonio, they – didn't do so hot against Golden State in the first game. And I know that, you know, they played again today, but the outcome is still in the balance as we record this podcast. Uh, I know that they're giving them a little bit of a a battle, but I still think that even without Steph Curry, you know, Golden State is far and beyond better than San Antonio. Uh, Just in pure star power, youth and you know even with those Popovich teams that thrive off of have always thrived off of ball movement and you know getting the guys with the open shots and getting good assists and everything like that the Warriors are just better at it and without having somebody like a defensive player of the year like Kawhi to take on Kevin Durant or take on Clay Thompson or take on Draymond Green that's just one guy who they would have to have take on two or three different people He's not even available. So, you know, San Antonio has done very, very well over the past decade, but I don't think they stand a chance against the Warriors in this first-round series. No, and actually, as we're recording this, Golden State, you know, they're up by a couple points right now. Um, I think they're going to end up taking game two, it looks like. And so they're going to have a 2-0 lead um, going to San Antonio. And I know San Antonio, you know, playing at home probably put up a bigger test, but 
Golden State to me, even without Steph Curry in this first round, they're they are by far the better team. And them being the better team, they're going to win the series. They might not sweep San Antonio. San Antonio might sneak one out here or there. But this game is not going to go seven series. Or this series is not going to go seven games. Oh, there's no doubt about that. No. Like you said, you know, San Antonio's about to go home. They'll probably eke one out um, next game in game three, you know, especially because they had a pretty close game here. So maybe they'll feel like they figured them out and can get we'll squeak one out at home. But I don't see it going very long either. No, me either. Um, next up, we have the Portland Trailblazers and the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, you know how I feel about the New Orleans Pelicans and Anthony Davis. Um, oh, yeah. And then you also know how I feel about Portland with D. Lil. And I think, you know, Portland has been great. I really, I really like them, but, you know, I think that all the criticism that has hit Anthony Davis about not actually bringing success to New Orleans is going to play a factor, especially after all the expectations that the team had at the beginning of the season before Boogie went down. I think, you know, Anthony Davis has really honestly put the team on his back. And there's been multiple nights where he's putting up 45 or 50 points, you know, picking up 20 rebounds here or there and triple doubles left and right. And I think this is the year that Anthony Davis is actually going to be able to give New Orleans that, that playoff series victory and they'll push him over Portland. I believe they won that first game. Um, I'm not sure what the score was. Do you have any idea, Sean? Uh, New Orleans won the first game 97 to 97. So a close playoff game once again, but, uh, if you really take a chance to look at the matchup as well, I like the guard play for Portland, and I think that it's obviously better. But the mismatch that comes down low is too great for them to overcome. Yeah, to me, um, I think the Pelicans are going to win the series, and I think they're going to win it in five or six games. Just based off the fact that Anthony Davis is going to control the post. He's going to lock down that area for New Orleans. And that's going to be able to allow them to put more pressure on Lillard and McCollum on the outside. And they're going to be able to get more steals, more takeaways, more contested shots. So, you know, Lillard and McCollum aren't going to be sitting out there with on the three-point line open while they're trying to scramble and cover the ball down low on when the ball gets swung around. And I think Rajon Rondo, you know, playoff Rondo, um, I think he's going to do exactly what he needs to do. I think he's going to take Willard out of the series for the rest of the series. And I think that is going to lead New Orleans. You know, if they can get this last one in Portland and go back home up two games, I I don't think the series makes it back to Portland. Yeah, that's that's a pretty juicy lead when you're going back home with uh, a lot on the line. So the last series we have in the West is the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz. Now, I love this matchup. I love Donovan Mitchell, but I love the three guys in Oklahoma City. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, just in that first game, uh, Oklahoma City won by eight points. Paul George, I believe, set a franchise record for three-pointers in a playoff game. But he was just knocking them 
down. It was just fun to watch. And I think I said this in a previous one of our podcasts, but I think if Oklahoma City can get on, they will actually be dangerous. I think they could get out of the second round, and I think they could give everybody a run for their money. They just really need to, you know, put their heads on straight. And Russ needs to make sure that he's not missing 15 shots a game. I know that's the hardest thing ever for him to do, but when you have other scorers on your team like Paul George and Carmelo Anthony, if you give out if you miss seven shots a game and you pass the ball another eight times, you're almost guaranteed to get another four or five baskets a game. So if they just can adjust their game just a little bit, I do think that Oklahoma City will definitely get past Utah. Yeah, Oklahoma City, I think, beats Utah pretty easily. I think this game goes five or six games just because, you know, Donovan Mitchell's going to have a game in there where he proves why he could be the rookie of the year and he's going to put up 35 points. So I think that could happen. But Russell Westbrook, I think, you know, in the matchup of Ricky Rubio and Russell Westbrook, you know, who's going to get the better that, that's pretty matchup. That's pretty game. favorable for uh, Oklahoma City there, offensively at and least. And then, you know, you're going to have, you know, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. Honestly, you know, Oklahoma City's lost both their shooting guards. I don't know who is covering Donovan Mitchell. Um, I would probably think Paul George, but. Oklahoma City just has too much, in my opinion. Utah has kind of been a team that's kind of grinded their way through the season. And I think now that they have to play multiple competitive games in a row against a good team, you know, you're not getting that break where you're having to play, you know, the Phoenix Suns every now and then. You're not getting that game where you can kind of reset everything if you're having problems. You know, you've got to play Oklahoma City possibly seven times in a row. And I don't think Utah's good enough to win four of those seven games. I would agree. Now, that's, so that, that, yeah, that's going to yeah. do it for us on our little first-round NBA recap and look forward. We have a little bit of time. You know, these NBA playoffs go pretty slow. They actually give the guys a little bit of rest time here, uh, which is quite unusual for the NBA, Sean, don't you think? Yeah, the NBA, you know, they these playoffs aren't going to be done probably till the middle of June, so that puts it about a month, two and a half month process. I think, you know, they probably could shorten it up a little bit. You know what? I'm not opposed to having playoff basketball for that long. Well, yeah, it's one of the most exciting things to watch. Well, yeah, I mean, if you think about just these first round ga- or these first round games we were talking about, you know, how many of these were decided by just a bucket with you know, New Orleans beating Portland by two. Uh, you know, Bo- oh, no, it wasn't Boston. Um, you know, uh, even who am I talking about here? Was it Boston? <laughs> oh, yeah, Boston only won by six. No, I was just saying, like, these are close games so far. You know, yeah, you know, six, eight. You know, the worst game was watching uh, Indiana roll over LeBron and the Cavs by like eighteen points. So, playoff basketball is extremely fun to watch. Exactly. I think you know people need to buckle up. I think this is going to be a long ride, and it's going to be an exciting one. You know, you got a potential of Houston and OKC, and that's going to be a series that is going to be a great one. 
And, I mean, you're talking about a potential second-round matchup between Cleveland and Toronto. That's an exciting, that's an exciting, you know, uh, conference semifinal game or matchup. Exactly. Toronto's going to have to put their money where their mouth is, and they're going to have to prove that they can beat Cleveland to even have a chance to win the Eastern Conference. So I think this whole playoff system, the bracket for the NBA sets up really nice for basketball fans where they're going to be able to sit down and watch competitive games every night. Of course. Now, we're going to go ahead and wrap up our show for this week. As always, we'd like to shout out one more thank you to all of you who continue to listen to us babble on about whatever it is that we want to talk about. And, you know, if you do like us, make sure you go on all those streaming platforms and give us a subscribe, give us a like. Make sure you follow us and, you know, let us know if you have any topics burning in your head. We're going to have a couple, you know, pre-planned shows coming up here with the NFL draft and the NBA playoffs still working. So we're going to make sure to touch back on a few of the topics that we've already discussed. But as always, I'm Jake Atnip. I'm Sean DeWire. And thank you for listening to Just Saying Sports. We'll see you again next week.